With me on the Collaborate Talk Show is Nikhil Sharma, Regional Director, Windham Hotels and Resorts, Manish Kumar, Head of Operations, Ginger Hotels, and Raju Kothwad, Chartered MCIPD, PHR and Blockchain Professional. What we are going to explore is how Indian giggers can graduate from working as giggers or full-timers in India to doing gigs in countries in Asia, Europe and the Americas. So I'll open with a question, uh, ask uh, Nikhil Sharma to open with his take on the gig economy in Europe and areas Indian giggers, particularly Nikhil, I'd want you to address the zero to 10 year experienced ones. What should they focus on to take their skills, their talent internationally as giggers? Also, if comfortable, I mean, if you're comfortable with it, could you tell us what is Windham Hotel and Resorts approach or policies to giggers? And if you all do use them, what are the domains or how extensively, how sparingly do you all use them? Nikhil. Thank you, Dominic. Firstly, uh, congratulations on Collaborate. It's a fantastic effort and a fantastic video. Um, even, even more kudos because it's in-house. Um, you've asked a lot of questions. I'll try and address them uh, uh, to the best of my capability. Um, but just, just for the uninitiated, um, gig is actually, if I was to dummify it into the Indian context, the Kantabai who comes to your house is actually doing a gig at your house, right? So it's, it's not new to the country. Um, I mean, think about it, right? The buy, the the Bartanwali or the the sweeper who comes to your house is actually a gigger because she's doing it in your house and multiple other houses. So that's yes. really where gigs started off uh, in in our country. So um, looking internationally, um, one in every three jobs in US today is actually a, is is a gig job. Uh, Europe is a similar trend if you were to look at numbers. Um, and let me explain why this is happening. Um, of course, we've, we've heard a lot of debate about our offices relevant today, is work from home going to be permanent for most organizations? I think both are going to stay, but what is really going to change is the number of employees on permanent roles. And if that change happens across industries, which we already see happening, the gig economy is only going to become much larger. Uh, and and statistically, statistically speaking, uh, from if you were to look at the Oxford Internet Institute, India actually has 24% share in online labor, uh, which which is which is a large number, right? Uh, and and the, but this is really for software developers, creative marketing guys, professionals. Uh, and if you were to look at hospitality, I think there are a few clinks in the armor that we actually need to um, iron out with the government. Um, hotels are governed under the Shops and Establishment Act. That's triple eight, 48 hours of work in, in a week. And that ability to offer flexible work hours is currently limited. So for gig economy to be legalized in hospitality in India, unfortunately, it does require a change of rule. But that said, um, globally, we work with giggers. Uh, coming back to your question of Europe, um, we, uh, in, in Europe is, uh, slightly more socialistic than, than the US and the employee benefits are far higher in Europe than, uh, than in most parts of the world. Uh, let me take an example of maternity leave and uh, a maternity leave in Europe could be anywhere between six to nine months. And for that period, um, because uh, 
the the ratio gender ratio is is almost equal to if not more in in uh, hospitality um you do get giggers or replacements for that period and those people come in for a period of 6 months and 9 months expecting to be there only for that period and not to be working there perm- permanently so that's how we in hospitality in, in europe actually end up using giggers dominic back to you thanks uh, nikhil so uh, would like to also just uh, point out that the laws have changed in india they are allowing uh, giggers there's not too much clarity or uh, but they are going to be setting up a um, portal on which giggers can register and then uh, you know um, um, get into the market also so that said i'll come to no, i agree agree but for for hospitality that there is still that hitch that i was referring to and in fact I, um, I get what you said. one of the one of the bodies we've actually we've represented this to the government for giggers and and to try this remove for hospitality per se uh, but you're okay. right uh, in the creative field the giggers have been recognized but not so much in hospitality at the moment so that's where the roadblock is okay um uh, uh, take uh, we'll take raju now and uh, raju the gig economy in asia particularly we'd like you to talk, uh, throw light on gcc and southeast asia and uh, focusing again on the zero uh, the gigas from you know let's say 0 to 10 years experience um what what skills talent can take them to uh, uae for example or let's say some parts of the gcc also your own experience in hiring because you are uh, in hr for now what 25 years uh, so hiring giggers uh, just like nikhil pointed out you know the kantabai also was is a giga so i know you all had horti uh, uh, culture and other uh, places explored when you all were doing that also uh, to throw light on the fact that in india particularly the gig economy was more disorganized and is there a need for organizing it over to you raju raju you mute good evening everyone thank you mr dominic giving me this opportunity and is wonderful that you launch your collaborate and it is really need of for the hour particularly in the uh, pandemic situation things are changed now and it is going to be a permanent change and it is i call it a reset total reset happening in the whole nature so when we are coming to the hospitality the hospitality particularly in gc or asia pacific is evolving now particularly if you see the hospitality industry peak season is between october to april everywhere worldwide so that time you like to have lot of people but in the low season you don't need people the permanent concept is going to means it will be slowly but gradually it will disappear now in particularly in hospitality sector okay because uh, the line staff particularly the challenge will be the for the line staff because there is a huge skill gap is there huge huge skill gap is in the sector if i need a dj and particular dj who having a excellent knowledge about the a bit i need that so how i will get it that's where your collaborates going to work 
and that platform now because there is a skill match in the industry itself every each and every industry but the hospitality require a different different kind of a people so this it will play a major role into it and if you understand the gcc having a lot of lot of restrictions particularly the visa restrictions but there are things are happening here like i will give you freelance visa is happening here anybody can come and uh, take a, a freelance visa even mistake in saudi lot of change happening because that you, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry from i'm sorry industry to so it is changing now likewise in asia also earlier hospitality sector predominantly uh, look like uh, americas and europe but now it is expanding to asia and the, the nature and everything is there in asia pacific asia pacific and uh, africa and middle east so people here and enjoy their uh, winter because in winter these europeans having a huge cost so they want to enjoy the summer in this part of and because of that these gigas is required to serve the industry and they don't need permanent they multiple jobs multiple times that's the my take on this particular subject thanks raju and uh, we'll quickly bring manish into this uh, with his opening take so manish what i wanted to talk about is the uh, indian gigas whether they are professionals uh, students stay at home moms retired professionals um, a could they find a space in um, let's say uh, the properties uh, the brands you represent uh, also if they do then which other domain you would allow them to explore or uh, be happy to for them to explore uh, what are the skills talents again that they could uh, uh, develop also the uh, let's say for example there's a chef in india right and he is uh, very good obviously good at indian food would there be a demand for him in a particular country just for a short term right like a couple of months maybe like uh, just now raju mentioned that you know the uh, the holiday season changes or people uh, migrate so along with their migration so even india when it gets too hot i mean in summer we tend to go off to colder places and when we go there there are a lot of our indians who don't want to explore international cuisine because they are worried you know let's say the typical gujarati marwadi where they want the vegetarian fare so could a uh, indian chef literally you know migrate to these pla colder places where they have gone to and take up employment there and how could the in indian hospitality space nurture this talent for them or help nurture this talent for them right so uh, thank you dominic i think uh, it's a great opportunity to speak on the subject because uh, long time there has been a need in hospitality for a skilled talent and manpower often uh, in peak seasons uh, because hospitality operates as Raju was explaining, or Nikhil was explaining that, you know, if there's a peak period and a lean period, so often a peak period or a, you know, a peak demand, basically we we have a shortage of skills which is there. Now uh, the, the good question is that now we have this platform, and as you see, as you were saying that it is getting legalized, and uh, and then you know the people like you are also developing platforms for people to you know 
collaborate between the organizations and the skill manpower available. The need of an hour is basically that the people in our country should understand this and develop skills. Now, skill building will not happen in a day. It is a, a continuous exercise. But uh, what message you should have today is that if you have a particular skill, uh, there's no job, uh, there's for an opportunity because everybody, whether, see, in the hotels, uh, traditionally, we have been using these uh, gigs, whether it was in terms of uh, service manpower, the hotels, in terms of casual laborers, which used to serve snacks, et cetera, in terms of kitchen, whether it is a tandoor chef or uh, some, some kitchen help. We have been using this for a long time in food and beverage. Similarly, in terms of valets, we have been always, you know, for particular events, when the event number used to go high, we used to value higher values from uh, outside. So whether it is a security bouncers, valets, you know, uh, kitchen service staff or kitchen uh, production staff. So hospitality industry has been using them to, you know, uh, take care of the peak demand periods they have. But today, even today, we struggle in getting the right kind of manpower what we need. So these platforms, collaborate like platforms, will not only rate employees because see, uh, once the people enroll in your platform, they'll always be rated by employer and they'll get an X amount or Y amount of rating. They'll get a four star, a five star, a three star, I'm sure. They, the employer will write to rate each of the employees who work for them. Once they rate them and the ratings are good, that would mean that they have acquired a lot of skills during that experience. And you've shown in your video also that you know, how you're going to you know, uh, term all these uh, employee experience from, uh, from our Delta to Alpha. So uh, I feel it is a great platform, first of all, but message to the youth or message to the people should be that develop more skills. Uh, you're talking also about the Indian, uh, Indian housewives who are good at cooking home. Can they also, also utilize their skills at hotels? And my, question, and my answer is yes, absolutely. Because sometimes, uh, you know, you are very good at a particular skill, but you don't know how to, you know, you know uh, get the most out of it. So the Indian gigging will be a great platform so that you, your skill uh, gets you uh, a lot of money to earn. So, uh, and hotels will be the best platform to do that because if you cook something as a specialty and it can be served. I know a lot of our Taj hotels in past employed a lot of housewives who were particularly uh, good in doing something or other. They were employed in the hotel on a part-time basis and they used to cook certain dishes and go back. So uh, now collaborate will give them an opportunity to partner with the employer. So I think uh, going ahead, the only thing which uh, as a, as a uh, giggers need to understand is that they have to develop more skills. And uh, this is a way forward. Whether it is nationally or internationally, it is going to help them. Uh, so that's it from my side now. Okay, so now uh, what I'm hearing you all say is that, okay, all three of you have elaborated that, yes, uh, the gig culture is going to come and it's going to be good for hotels. Uh, hotels are employing uh, giggers. Uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here. From the uh, giggers perspective, uh, whether it is going international or whether it is staying in India, right? Uh, but I would prefer, you know, focusing more on the uh, international outlook. Uh, what about their... Uh, uh, terms of let's say you know their security they uh, and i'm not talking about social security i'm talking about the um, the fact that they'll get enough employment they'll get enough work what should that be based on so this is an open question to any of you um, or all of you 
See, my take on this, Dominic, sorry, I want to take it first up. My take on this is basically that if, uh, see, as I told you, there are also peak periods and low periods. And Raju was telling how destructive this, you know, COVID has been for hotels. We cannot employ more people because we don't know what is going to be the future. But we we'll certainly will have peak periods in our business. And none of the hotels will go for permanent hiring. They will either call for people on need basis. Uh, my my message to people who want to come to collaborate would be uh, that you know it is a great platform and they should develop a skill so that you know uh, they can be employed fast by the organization. If, for example, if somebody has uh, I have a need for an opportunity, for example, a, a kitchen chef uh, for a particular few days in my hotel, I would definitely look not to hire a permanent guy because that will take time because it's only process. I would like to skip that and maybe hire a person who is ready to come and work. And if X is not available, Y is available. So it is a great future ahead. I, I, I'm sure that, you know, moving forward is only going to, you know, uh, uh, go, uh, go great because this is only the future, which I think of. Now manpower is also taken as a variable cost. I believe uh, uh, this will help reduce a lot of burden on the, the payroll and to the hotel companies. So I see a great future for the figures in our country. Uh, Nikhil, Raju, would you like to add to that? Uh, before I, uh, you all come in, I actually just want to tell the audience, we'll be taking questions by around uh, 4.45 for about 15 minutes more. We'll chat with the speakers because I see there's a hand that's gone up. You could either type your question in the Q&A box that's there or uh, give us a bit of time to come back to you. Uh, go ahead, Nikhil or Raju. Okay, I'll take on this. Uh, first of all, for uh, new giggers, particularly between 0 to 10, they have to understand where they like to explore. They like to explore India or abroad, in which country they like to explore. So they have to first step is to understand their culture, what exactly culture is. Because the first problem happens with the any person who's exploring is a cultural shock. When they reach there, they don't know what exactly the, uh, uh, the culture over there. And particularly, hospitality is very sensitive about the culture. When you greet also, to Japanese in a different way, Chinese in a different way, Arabic to different way. So we have to understand culturally first how this particular country is. So that is first. The cultural absorbing the cultural shock, that is the most important factor. Second factor, the whom you are connecting. Is this person is trustworthy? Because a lot of uh, things happening in this particular part of the world that yeah, I will pay you afterwards and this and that, but Finally, you will end up in a different situation. So you have to aware about the trustworthiness whom you connect. So that is the second point. We have to take care of it. Third, come with the mind and courage that yes, to go for a failure. Because you are experimenting. When you are experimenting, there will be a failure. So come with that mind and courage. Yes, I am going to fail. But I will come back. That resiliency approach has to be there in the gigas. Without that, you can't sustain this gig economy or as a giga. Because everything is not Humpty Dumpty. There are ups and downs. So we have to mentally ready with this. If you are ready with these three things, then you can do anything. Because if you see, when I was in uh, Maldives, we used to call, uh, when we used to fight a lot of chefs or the other people like um, acupuncturist and all 
to give the experience for one month. So the Americans or Americans are ready to explore and take the hit. If Indian mentality is going to change or not, that is a big question mark in situation. Thank you. Nikhil, would you like to add anything to that? From the security point, uh, their uh, emoluments coming home every month. So let me just uh, take a leaf from both what Manish and Raju said. Um, firstly, uh, for gigas, it's extremely important to be skilled in whatever function they want to be skilled in. Otherwise, you are not a giga, right? Um, B, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's taught us that you could be based anywhere and you can still end up working, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about, obviously, the labor-intensive jobs. The labor-intensive jobs uh, are still there. And, and the Amazon courier boys and the Zomato courier boys are gigas in, in every fashion of the way. Um, the, the downfall of gigas is that it's not uh, what Raju said, the mentality, right? It's not a secure job in terms of a payout at the end of the month. It's not like the government of India's job, or it's not like, for lack of a better word, what we Indians say, Tata Brilla ki nokri, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that sense of security is the is the downside. Uh, but that said, gigas uh, or freelancers actually in good months make much more than what uh, a normal executive at that level would make. So that's the only downside, if you ask me. But if you are good at your job and keep scaling and reskilling. And that's true for all of us. I mean, even as executives today, I think uh, the only thing that we do need to stay relevant is to reskill ourselves. Uh, and, and like you said, Dominic, we are all gigas in our own way. Of course, we have permanent jobs uh, or we run our own companies. Uh, and, and that's the difference. Great. Uh, one question here on the uh, topic of culture or you know mindset. So in India, uh, the mindset is, you know, it used to be government job and then it moved to government or like you said, Tata Birla Nokri. Right? Uh, what would make or what would energize people to make the shift? Because whether we like it or not, the gig economy is here to stay. You know, it, you can delay it by a few months, you can delay it by a year maybe, but uh, it's already here actually. So you can't delay it because you have Ola, Uber, um, uh, Zomato, Swiggy, these are all gig workers, right? So we can't delay it. What can we do to uh, speed up this mindset change where moving from you know permanent employment and I want my fixed paycheck at the end of the month to something more um, adventurous, if for want of a better word. So if you were to talk to a gigger and uh, like Raju gave some, uh, you know, the risk taking, uh, would you like to elaborate on the risk taking or would you like to elaborate on the skill uh, set requirement? Who is the question Emphasis. for? Uh, any of you? Uh, so, maybe you could start off. It is. It is uh, Dominic. It is skill first, right? And skill. and there is absolutely because if you're not skilled, there is no there is no opportunity, right? So the risk taking ability doesn't exist because you don't have the skill set. So it, okay, it's so the risk is the risk is because you don't have a skill set. If you add a skill set, you've eliminated the risk. Absolutely. The, then the risk is um, then stage two permanent versus freelance. Uh, and I can tell you that most international organizations are not going to get back to the same numbers, but the workload is going to keep increasing and thereby the outsourcing model is going to increase. Like if you take Ginger as an example, I think it's a beautiful example of how 
um, in, in a unit, there are only six to eight people that are on the roles and you have 50 people who are literally outsourced or on, on variable pay, right? Now there's a certain skill for a housekeeper, there's a certain skill for a chef, but uh, Manish at his beck and call can expand that base or can reduce that base. And that is the opportunity that lies in hospitality. Again, um, it's because it is more structured because of what I just said about the Shops and Establishment Act, but that applicable, applicability is available today. Yeah. Okay. Manish, go ahead. Adding to what Nikhil said, you know, uh, you took a very right example. At Ginger, you only have uh, six to eight people on the roles and rest all are outsourced. So basically, this is a model you can always scale up and scale. But then uh, the problem today with an enterprise or uh, uh, management companies are is that how do we up the, pick up the right talent? The talent is not available and neither we have that kind of platform. And acceptability with the you know, young millennial people. So right now we have this mindset uh, of not having a, having a permanent job or a 30-day job cycle and all. So, but then uh, what I also see a positive trend, Dominic, is today's millennials who are passing out from college they are breaking this trend. I talk to many hotel management graduates who are passing out. Sometimes we are recruiting people and I haven't fortunate to interact with them. Uh, most of the time, in my times, I think two decades back, people you were very clear that what they want to do in life, they want to start in food and beverage service and die in food and beverage service. Or, a, or the ambition was to become a general manager of a hotel in hospitality if they're doing a hotel management course. But today, if you ask if an ambition of a candidate was come for a job interview, He's unsure of what he wants to do in life. He wants to say that I'm interested in all departments. I'm not sure where, where I want to go. Maybe he wants to become an entrepreneur after two years. Maybe he wants to do something else. So I see that kind of mentality is coming in the, today's millennials and the future people who are coming, coming to the industry because they see their counterparts doing the same. Whether you see IT, IT is a more evolved in terms of gigging because people pick up their job and then they complete it. In hospitality, I'm seeing that trends basically, and you know, uh, it's soon going to be a reality that we are going to get that. But yes, uh, we need platforms like this, platforms like Collaborate, platforms like many other platforms. Which, you, as I as I, as, I, as you were saying, it's the future, is going to be future, and it's an evolving subject. So I see a very great future of this. It will not only help professionals, but also will help hotels to uh, work on, uh, you know, to bring efficiencies in the system and nothing else. So, uh, but yes, it will take time, uh, especially in our country uh, where we have this kind of a mindset, but uh, I'm sure with this time, it will, you know, all evolve and will uh, set the right dimensions for people. Okay, Raju, you wanted to add something there? Yeah, I will give one example. Uh, Nikhil and Manish may be aware of it. Alibaba having a one hotel in China and they fully, Robot driven, I mean, the is yeah, managed by robots, and that is going to happen now in hospitality because hospitality is mainly predominantly labor focused, totally predominantly labor uh, oriented uh, industry. Now, that is going to change now, that is going to happen in that scenario. Down the line, next five years, you will see the guest service is being handled by robots. Or housekeeping uh, will start robot by robot. So, what will be the challenge for these diggers? 
the critical thinking problem solving which spot cannot solve because that warmth is required personally robot can't give that warmth so they have to focus on this second what manish has mentioned that lot of uh, hoteliers in the last 10 years or 12 years they join the hotel industry and they move into different industry into service industry retail like real estate lot of industry they move into because they stuck they feel that they don't have any uh, career progression they progression because they come mm. from the graduate background earlier waiter who joins the uh, hotel industry now he became a uh, general manager but he was not having any qualification if you see the old timer gm started as a waiter so because they were not having any qualification nowadays lot of uh, information is there lot of uh, uh, knowledge you can gain but one thing is missing about hospital uh, hoteliers they don't build connections they build connection for the sake of name for that particular moment if you want some otherwise he will be go into his own shell so this is the most important factor in hospitality sector building connection people if the any hoteliers like for example i am a fnb director xyz uh, resort or hotel another fnb director can we collaborate for something together so that we can't compete but we can collaborate are they ready mentally i'm talking about so what you're saying are they ready for so what you what you're saying is that uh, the one of the uh, skills that giga should develop is the ability to create connections and to work in a collaborative yes. manner okay so now uh, earlier i gave yes. you all the uh, sort of a um, uh, the downside as i would put it i'm going to talk, uh, give a very comical flip to this whole thing see the way i look at uh, and connecting it with our app collaborate so you had these marriage bureaus right and uh, i'll call the hr companies the head hunters the marriage bureaus for an organization to find the right talent long term so if you are hiring somebody you want them to be with you for 4 years 5 years etc you would go to an hr agency uh, earlier people would i mean um, you you had marriages that lasted uh, 50 years you had people in a job for 40 years today those times have changed and if you look at it uh, in the west now uh, the living in culture or the dating culture is there i would put this gig e- economy gig culture in the dating scenario so uh, what about the excitement that comes with you know moving uh, let's say you three of you put yourselves as giggers and the excitement of moving from one organization to another one project to another would it sound a lot more exciting than being in a steady fixed role or would you prefer uh, the uh, marriage to the organization which one would you prefer given a choice personally which one would you advise for youngsters like i said the 0 to 10 bracket 0 to 10 uh, experience i will say go for good mentors if the when you starting as a career look for good mentor in that person whom you are going to work under is going to be a boss or is going to be a your collaborative partner is going to uh, raju but uh, if he if he is on a part time basis or if he is uh, how would he choose a mentor in an organization yes he can that's why i said connections 
you don't need a one uh, mentor you need a multiple mentors right now okay. earlier it was okay one mentor but now you have to have that organization if anybody so that has to build if you build that he will give you different directive he will open your mind because nowadays whatsapp university and all this social media there's lot of uh, i don't uh, people are very social media doesn't give you in depth knowledge but very superficial knowledge and which is very dangerous and, people, okay. and the, my suggestion here is go deeper go deeper into the knowledge and understand and take mentors in your fold okay i was uh, referring more raju to the fact that the gigger would be moving from organization to organization and what is the excitement or the fun that he or she could have so uh, so uh, allow me to uh, just yeah go ahead have a different alternate view from raju of course bill gates said that he doesn't see business travel coming back uh, or sees it only at 50% i can tell you that uh, at least in south asia it's it's already higher numbers than that um while raju uh, gave the example of alibaba uh what i do agree with is hotels are going to use more technology uh from a touchless perspective uh because and and the numbers are going to be down and of course a one time reset in terms of processes and so on and so forth but uh, raju i don't think you will see a complete disappearance of of human beings from hotels simply because the labor arbitrage will continue to be far more cost effective at least in the short to mid term uh, of course 30 years from now um, none of us are oracles but at least for the next 20 to 30 years the labor arbitrage is going to be far less uh, than than hiring the robots Excellent. right um coming to your question dominic uh, there is the, that is the whole part of being a gigger right every time you move to a different organization your learning curve and your growth is very different because you you see things from a different perspective every company has a different culture every company has a different way of working and that is the whole uh, excitement of being a gigger of course yes. uh, the variable variable pay uh, may differ uh, from organization to organization depending on your skill set but uh, i think we are too old to actually ask us what is our opinion because of of the path that we followed but uh, if i was 20 years younger uh, and i had the relevant skill that probably i i would like to have uh, i would have been that chef who was one month in raju with raju in maldives and and three months in bangkok and so on and so forth and and not working permanently with with a large uh, hotel company i mean um, and i can say that windham has 9000 hotels worldwide um, it it takes a toll working with a large organization differently than being a gigger Okay. Uh, adding to what nikhil said dominic is that uh, uh, you know what is the motivation for a gigger i would say the motivation for a gigger is as i said you know there has to be an accreditation so basically every time you gig you get a certain certain kind of a rating from employer so one is that the gigger is will be benefiting from a various experiences across organization and learn more because if anyway uh, is interested to learn more so he'll learn and plus he also has a good rating from each of his uh, organization where he worked or give give gave his services that's going to accredit uh, it is basically is a resume or maybe for that matter skill set in such a way that he'll be paid much higher than his colleagues so that could be a motivation for him or as compared to a usual uh, uh, employee uh, in a in a in an organization where he gets evaluated by end of the year 
on performance of his organization, his TRA. I think for a gigger, it's much easier to actually establish his, himself uh, and uh, acquire skill set and move faster. So, and as I was saying before, the millennials are not ready to wait. They want result just now. For them, it's very easy that they kick, they, they prove themselves, move higher up to the ladder and on whatever they can, whatever, whatever is the opportunity available. So I think that that, that they can limit, delimit themselves from a job role or a nine to six job or a fixed KRA or a bonus end of the each year. So this is evolving and I think uh, for them, the advantage is they can decide their career path, they can decide their life goals and where they want to reach at a particular time. Okay. One more point that this, uh, uh, when uh, particularly when we were in the hospitality sector, we used to hire FTCs, fixed term contract employees, and we used to renew that. And that is one part of it. Second part, these millennials like to explore entrepreneurial skills. After, uh, say, like for example, working for three years, they want to explore their entrepreneurial skills because they don't like to work under anyone. They want their own gig. That is another challenging aspect of, of, about this millennial or the uh, generation Z. They don't want to work. They want their own something because they want immediate appreciation. Not monetary gain, mm. but immediate appreciation. That is their own. They want to do something big so that they can get a big uh, social appreciation. That is their fundamentally changed mindset. So we have to think in that direction and we have to make sure that these gigs be properly mentored. If that is the reason I said the this uh, generation Z or whatever you can call next generation also, so they need to be mentored because and they will be like to mentor with the people, not immediate generation, but the means like uh, the generation Z like to understand from baby boomers. They don't like to understand from uh, generation Y. That is the change going to happen in scenario. Because the okay. grandma stories and grandpa stories, they like to understand because their ideal is there. Because mom and dad are working, they're slogging and bringing money for homes and not giving time to them. So that is the another challenging factor. It is, we have to, this is a global factor, not only the India, but it's a global factor. And we have, as a professional, we have to think in that direction. What are the in interventions we can bring in so that these gigas can be connected. If we have a connections with these gigas, then we can do like Mr. Dominic has mentioned, whenever you send a message to Mr. Nikhil or call, he will revert you. So that we have to build in the this generation. If you respect, you will earn respect. And hoteliers, sorry to say, very, very high egos. We have to melt down. Sorry to say, this is the real reality of Raju. I don't think you can paint a brush on hoteliers, uh, yeah. given your experience. But uh, you no, you haven't no, met Manish, so that's probably no, why you <laughs> saying that. No, so, so I, why I'm saying this when I uh, I experienced this when I have to say this on behalf of fellow hoteliers. I'm sorry, but I had to say that. This is my general perspective, not about you or me, but this is my general perspective because when we, uh, me and Nick, uh, Dominic, servant leadership, 
they said what the what is this okay so uh, raju is going to raju is going to a particular incident that took place in the maldives which we'll keep out of this discussion for the time being so we're going to throw the question open to the audience now and i'm taking the first question from rahul chawla and uh, uh, anyone else having a question you could put your hand up or type it in the q and a box and uh, we'll answer it so the first question is a typed out question from rahul chawla uh, what about the taste so he is referring to a brand flavor or how can a brand maintain its quality its uh, its uh, values if it keeps using different giggers so i think uh, manish or nikhil would you like to answer that how would your brand maintain its flavor ginger and windam if you are using giggers so it's it's the skill set right and if the skill set is met um, let me give you an example in windam and i i can tell you live examples we have uh, giggers in in hr for example uh, across the world we have giggers in in legal and it's the skill set that they come with and and the flavor and the processes remain the same they don't change because uh, you have a gigger for that period and they follow the set protocols and the set processes so that's that's the simple answer of it okay so rahul what we are saying is that if you have an sop in place they follow the sop and you you are going to hit the target right okay uh, there's another question uh, it says uh, i'll put this to raju what if an indian giga gets a gig abroad but once there the gig doesn't work out ha so that's why in my uh, first uh, i know that's why i threw it to you yeah because we have to ready mentally ready for failure if you are not ready for mentally uh, you are not ready mentally then you can't means uh, I, i will give one example uh, i don't know how many people you know about may mas the mother of elon mas she has explained that how her other two kids been built or parented she used to give 1 dollar per day to survive including rent footing everything including college fee 1 dollar per day 30 dollar per month you have to survive if this giga build survive then only there will be no failure for you nobody can touch touch you okay so we lost you a bit so there raju but uh, just to share by the way i've been a gigger because although i run my own company i've done gigs uh, i did a gig for raju in maldives he threw in a four day vacation for my family because they had 500 dollars short to pay me and i earned a lot more than 500 dollars by taking my family there for a three night four day stay i've also done gigs uh, with so when we do uh, gigs with different companies uh, there's a company in dubai that we did a gig with and after about 7 months uh, we got paid maybe about 30% of what we were promised so yes there is risk but i am alive and still kicking anyway a uh, question to the panelists i am from aviation yeah. industry who has experienced managing a team for operations due to the pandemic due to the pandemic i have taken a demotion so my question is can this experience help me as a gigger to explore other possibilities or industries So someone from the aviation industry with experience uh, in managing teams uh, takes a demotion. Can he use the gig economy to kickstart re-engineer his career? I think uh, for people like aviation, people in hospitality, more or less the job roles for frontline associates are similar. They are they are handling passengers and uh, individuals, and 
at hotels also we uh, attend to our guests and you know to our to our people i think uh, definitely he has a chance and opportunity uh, as of now you know as i said you know to if you want to gig basically you should have be accredited with certain you know uh, 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 certain you know i think skill set if you have the right kind of skill set an organization needs that uh, you will definitely be needed you can definitely gig i think uh, 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 you should first try your luck with collaborate which dominic has you know uh, put up and let's see what comes to you okay no i will give you one example of uh, uh, the uh, i think a captain he's been uh, due to this pandemic he's been for go and then he started his youtube channel and he explained his whole air asia experience and due to that he started getting money started generating money through youtube almost per month and i think he is having uh, almost 2 2 million people follow so that is the change happening now that's one part of it Say, so what you are saying is that people have to be more we don't uh, know like we have said, Come on, Raju. Your voice is breaking. There's a network challenge. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but it keeps breaking. Okay. So what I'm explaining that the Air Asia chapter is being terminated. No, no, that we got you on the social media, and he yeah. explained. So that is the another platform is happening. and secondly when you have how like we have experienced the taj hotel uh, issue the 20 uh, 2008 wherein this all these giggers came they uh, done the whole uh, um, survey and they they came and done the whole drama in mumbai uh, 2611 so they were not giggers they were terrorists <laughs> i understand we don't know security i'm sorry but they were not giggers i'm saying that happened so when you employee no i am talking about when you employing giggers we have to as a employer or a hotelier we have to do a due diligence proper due diligence about the giggers that is also another part flip part of it we have to do proper due diligence when you hiring for two months or two weeks we have to have a proper due diligence because that will be the another volcano so that will uh, raju to your point you are trying to say that whichever is a company who actually is allowing people to gig they have to basically build systems in place so that you know they when they employ people or get people on the platform they do the due diligence and then you know uh, give this to you know your their basically respective company types what they have so i think what raju means to say that you know Dominic is. Uh, we have to develop a platform in such a manner that you know we actually you you uh, on your on collaborate behalf you vet people and then they are their resumes or their work profiles are True. forwarded to the organizations. True. So that that was actually one of the questions that I put earlier. But uh, we'll uh, I'll come back to the that part because I'll be talking about the platform a little later. Uh, there's a question for Nikhil, Mr. Nikhil Sharma. You said skill is very important for gig work. but how to develop skill if one doesn't have a full time job 
that's that's uh, actually the right time to develop a skill right um, the prime minister's uh, fund has actually various skilling centers um, organizations like hti have skilling centers uh, depending on what skill you want to uh, skill yourself in and that's the time you should skill up because uh, like i said uh, working professionals need to keep reskilling and somebody who doesn't have a job and wants to be reemployed should use that time productively and and skill up and of course uh, use platforms like urban company or collaborate um, and and just to uh, reverify uh, giggers actually end up in in a large part just reporting to an app and not to a boss uh, if it's collaborate or an urban company and they have enough uh, checks and measures not only to ensure that the gigger is qualified for that job but even while at that job uh, they have to upload pictures continuously for standards to be checked and rechecked and verified and if they are not then they get offloaded from that app and that's how that's how it really works so um, if if you're using a uh, a decent app i wouldn't worry about uh, the background because that's what these apps actually qualify for that's the app's job is what you're saying okay uh anyone in the audience would like to ask a question we'll just raise your hand and we'll pop it to them if you don't feel like typing it out you could ask a question uh, no hands going up okay so uh yeah uh we'll start off with uh, raju your closing statements for the gig economy gig culture uh, individuals who want to go international with the gig uh, concept from india get my one statement my, my i will give you in, a, in, a, in 30 seconds get ready mentally gig economy is already there it started way back in 2015 as a service is already there are you mentally ready for it are you going to are you courageous to take this step if you courageous there are openings available available you have to connect with right people with right approach and second most important factor to help others first what as helping hand then that same helping hand will make sure that you will not fail he will help you to grow so that is my final comment on this particular uh, discussion that's it thank you raju uh, manish manish your closing comments yeah, uh... Uh, i would advise people uh, that they should come forward and uh, enroll themselves and for gigging basically because uh, gone are the days when you are going to drop resumes and get a job uh, because everybody wants a hand on experience so maybe a gigging if you are you know if your ambition is not to gig and get to a permanent job also i think you should start with gigging because it gives you an opportunity to be in contact with an employer who can employ you for future if you like your skills on the shop floor maybe hires you permanently and if this is what you want you can go for that as well so this is not an opportunity to only gig and earn money it's an opportunity where you can also build your if you want a career in that particular fashion it will give you an opportunity to do that so uh, i think uh, a definitely yes for both for people who are looking for permanent employability people are looking for acquiring skills and move on i think for both it is helpful and they should do that thanks manish nikhil I agree with uh, Raju and Manish on everything that they've said in the closing statement. 
Um, and it's like evolution, uh, Dominic. Um, at one point, people retired from the same company they joined 30 years ago. That, that concept changed. Um, one thing is for certain, uh, Black Swan events, Gray Swan events are going to be part of our life and probably organizations need to um, factor them going forward. And, and that if, is going to have an effect on permanent jobs and, and you're going to see greater outsourcing, therefore a greater gig economy. And there are no two ways about it. It's already happening and it will only grow. Thanks, Nikhil. So what we've heard the panelists say is that, uh, yes, there are pros and cons of the gig economy, um, whether it is, uh, you know, your security in your job, whether it is vetting the applicants, uh, but uh, the gig economy is here to stay. Uh, the way forward would be to build your skills, get uh, uh, to uh, constantly build your skills so you stay relevant, um, you stay uh, lean, mean, just like organizations are working at and also be willing to take a certain amount of risk and hits. Now, uh, just to uh, tell you that I've been uh, a freelancer, technically speaking, or a, a first-generation entrepreneur ever since what? Uh, when I was in the sixth standard. But I officially started business straight out of catering college. I ran a company called Dynamite Caterers. Then I started uh, hospitality training institute. Then we got Collaborate now. Now, um, it is risky. And uh, honestly speaking, I would not have it any other way because people fool themselves when they think there is no risk. Uh, the pandemic actually, you know, uh, laid it threadbare where people with permanent employment are now out of jobs. People with secure salaries coming in to pay their EMIs, to pay their school fees for the children, to pay their home loans, they realize it's not there anymore. Um, companies have, I mean, it's been a, literally a bloodbath, if I were to say so. Uh, the, but a person who has built resilience to sustain in a gig economy is, I would say, bulletproof. And that's coming from a person who has been uh, working in this gig culture to a very large extent. Now, coming to the app that we have developed, we have created an app that uh, we call it Collaborate. So CO stands for Company and Owners. LA stands for liberated associates, which could be your gig workers, they could be your platform worker, they could be your freelance employees. So you have companies on one side and you have the liberated associates on the other side. Collaborate connects the two. Uh, Collaborate has gone one step further because we have something called bids and offer. So both sides can negotiate the fee on the app itself as to what they would like to work at. So if uh, Nikhil offers me a job, I tell him I'd like X amount of money. He can come back with say, no, Dominic, we are giving you so many days and it can be done on the app itself and we arrive at a figure. Uh, to take off where somebody mentioned about the, what if the gig doesn't work out? So in Collaborate, we've got certain checks and balances. If a company uh, defaults on its payments, we would not have them on the app. If a gigger cancels his uh, engagement, and uh, the company is not happy with it, they can blacklist him. If three companies or more blacklist a particular LA or any misdemeanor, uh, he or she would be off the app. The app also has receptacles for uh, the LAs to put up their certificates. Uh, so you can check whether they've got their police clearance, whether they've got their Aadhaar, whether they've got uh, their PAN card, and if it's international travel, their passport. So everything is being built into the app. And uh, the critical area is also what we call the rating system. So uh, I think Manish mentioned that where both sides would rate each other. 
So I would know the type of company I'm applying to. The company that I'm applying to would know my rating and uh, thus decide whether they would like to deal with me or not. That said, it's been a very uh, interesting panel discussion on uh, gigs, uh, gig, Indian giggers going international. Um, the verdict is that, yes, they can go. And um, I'm very happy about that because I'd love to do more gigs abroad. I've, uh, there's so many countries I've not visited. Uh, thanks, Nikhil Sharma. Thanks, Manish. Thanks, Raju Kothwad, uh, for being on the show, uh, adding value to the whole concept. And uh, so, uh, as we say at Collaborate, let's collaborate. God bless. Keep rocking.